0: Everyone, I hope you are staying healthy and safe. This podcast episode comes with a video interview. If you would like to watch the video interview, you can find the links of the interview in my episode notes. You can watch it either through my YouTube page or my Facebook page called Words of Heart Podcasts. However you choose to listen to it, I truly hope you enjoy it. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Words of Heart. In today's episode, we have the privilege of speaking with Nancy and Brian Lops. Thank you for joining me today. Well, thank you so much, uh, Dion, for
1: having us uh, on, and we're really excited about sharing our message and
0: and our story, and hopefully it can help someone else. Awesome. So, Nancy or Brian, I don't know which one of you guys want to start here. Um, If you could tell my audience a bit about yourselves and your story, that would be great. Okay, well, as always, I'll start.
1: (laughs) So, <laughs> so um, Brian and I have been uh, married for almost 25 years. We've raised five children together. Um, we've uh, lived in uh, California, uh, Kansas, Wisconsin. Uh, we've both had jobs where we traveled extensively in our younger in our younger years. Um, today, we're in Dallas, Texas area, Frisco. And, um, through the course of our marriage, you know, like every couple you have like ups and downs, especially if you're a blended family and, um, back in probably, I'm not sure about 20 years ago, I guess. Right.
2: Yeah. Uh, Brian was,
1: um, having some, uh, kind of just some raging, uh, going on. And we were trying to figure out what that was about. I mean, when you have a blended family, you can imagine, right. Well, he was diagnosed with chronic depression and, through multiple years and multiple cocktails of different drugs and seeing doctors and talk therapy and biotherapy and that kind of thing, um, kind of culminated in a hospital stay for him in 2018. Now, during this time, my, um, background was not in mental health. I didn't really understand depression. My family had some other issues. That wasn't it. (laughs) Um, and so we together as a couple really struggled just to find resources. Um, and, um, I'm going to kind of turn over to Brian about the hospitalization part, because then that kind of led us on a new path of recovery and, um, a treatment that we had never heard of during these whole 20 years.
2: Yeah. That, uh, we were looking for uh, another treatment other than medication or something that would, would work. I mean, there's, there's biofeedback, there's all kinds of other things out there, meditation. Uh, but the medication clearly wasn't working after years of different cocktails trying to find the right balance. And uh, what happened was the, the, the balance was so far off that I had to go into the hospital for them to get back to basically ground zero. And once we achieve, yeah, got that taken care of, I went back to my um, psychiatrist and I said, hey, what, what can we do here? Because we are just maintaining um, a, a quality of life that is just subpar to me was subpar. There was really no joy in my life. There was not a, a sense of brightness. And so we talked about uh, TMS, which is transcranial magnetic stimulation, and they find a a portion in in your brain and they map it and they uh, send these pulses in uh, at a a certain rate. And they do that for, I think it's 36 uh, treatments, consecutive treatments. Uh, It's five days a week, same time every day, no weekends, but they do that. And what it does is it uh, it stimulates the brain to, uh, and I'm not a doctor. I'm not, yeah. I don't, I don't to play with I'm making the t-
1: serotonin. Right. Yeah. You, this, that, yeah. Um, when you're depressed, you're not. Your body is literally not making the serotonin. So what was amazing about this is it was just a game changer for right. A brand. Right.
2: Right. It, it just really um, literally turned things on to where I saw the world differently. Things weren't, I wasn't in that cloud. People talk about that cloud of depression where things are foggy or dark, or you don't see joy. There's really, you know, why am I getting up in the morning? There was a complete change in the, it, it really, what it was is after like into the third week um, I was really cautiously optimistic because I didn't want to, you know, I didn't want to believe that it was, I was changing that much because I didn't want to be disappointed because the drugs had disappointed me time after time. The the new cocktails had disappointed me, but I was already into the third week and I was sensing this change in my life that was opening up. It was like windows opening up and light coming in. And it really, truly changed our lives to where I was present. Mm -hmm. I wasn't constantly in a funk and, and not responding to da- Nancy's uh, needs. And so it l- literally changed our relationship.
1: And when people live with someone that has chronic depression, I mean, you think, oh, well, how come they don't want to go do things? Or, you know, it's more than just being sad because it also can affect you physically. And yes, there's things you can do, but uh, people who suffer from chronic depression, um, you know, they, they have to take medication. Brian had been on... Um, antidepressants for over 20 years so what happens especially when you get older you know men go through hormonal changes just like women do so the reason that he ended up in the hospital was because the medicines were not working as he was getting older and they were trying to adjust it here adjust it there and the thing with antidepressants is it takes weeks to find out if they're working and in Brian's case he was literally over medicated Um, I came home and he was just having Parkinson's and uh, you know, Parkinson-like uh, movements. He he was not coherent, um, and so to go. Uh, if you've been someone that's taken antidepressants, you know you just can't stop them. I mean, your body you'll just go into a meltdown. So that was kind of what was happening with him. So he, like he said, he had to go down to ground zero. Now, as the spouse. Um, you know, we, I had supported him and going to therapy and how can I help and everything, but really there were no resources. I mean, since then I have found, found some, but, you know, if you're someone that has the spouse and you're trying to, you know, maintain it, cause during that time, I was the one that had to take care of everything. Not We didn't talk about this that was the other thing, you know, there's some shame that goes with it. you don't want people to know. And, and so, you know, I didn't have a support person or people, only a couple of people knew what was really going on in our lives at that time. And it was very chaotic. So where are we at today? And what Brian said, it was a miracle. I mean, I, after a couple of weeks, I was like, huh, look at him. And on our website, it's called map There's actually a diagram of a, of what we call Brian's brain. And it'll show one half about when he was in the depressive state And then after the TMS. Now, when we start talking about this, people think it's shock treatment, not shock treatment. (laughs) (laughs) They literally, and then there's all kinds of things. We um, partnered with a company called Neurostar. They made the machine. And so they uh, were so gracious to give us all of this uh, information uh, that you can read up about the TMS and see if it's available for you. Now we were fortunate, Um, we had good insurance because the treatment itself can cost anywhere from 12 to $14,000. Well, given certain insurance companies and that kind of thing, we would have found the way now that we know it works. So we wanted to bring some kind of relief to people that maybe they could benefit from this treatment but they were stopping because they financially couldn't afford it. So Map of Hope does three things it, um, we want to raise awareness of mental health issues, you know, not just about chronic depression, but, and then how does it affect individuals and relationships, both professionally and personally? Um, we wanted to be able to, I had never heard of this um, TMS treatment. Um, and I still stumble sometimes when I talk about it. trans, I have a screen up here, transcranial magnetic stimulation. <laughs> and like Brian said, they put like little, um, what would you call them, like sensors? Almost.
2: Well, no, it's it's actually like a, a magnetic plate that they position in a certain part of your brain uh, on your skull. And it it uh, sends out the pulses, um, and they actually there's a little beep that happens before they do it so, it, so it prepares you that it's going to happen, and it just pulses every so often.
1: And, and people um, say it it's like having a woodpecker just. Well, kind it, of. imagine
2: imagine <laughs> imagine a brain freeze and a woodpecker at the same time. That's what it, it feels like, <laughs> um, and that's the best way I could describe it. But it it. it it works. That's all I know is that it works and yeah. it, it, it does the job. Um, there's, a, there's more and more studies happening on it. There's more data being collected on it and the, the effects of it over time. So uh, that's why we chose to share our story with people is that there are options available. And it is not, you know, electroshock therapy where Mm -hmm. convulsive therapy that is out there. It's a, it's a different method. And we're
1: very, and you can, if you go to mapofhope.net, it's there's, it's our story and it's Brian and Nancy there's it got our faces up there and we kind of walk it through and get a little bit more detail of what we went through. And it, like I said, it was a 20 plus year journey to get here for Brian to feel, you know, healthy in mentally and not just you know one day or two days or three days. Um so it can help you get off the medication. I mean you still have to wean and you have to work with your doctors and that kind of thing. So what we also do with map of hope is we it is a 501c3 nonprofit organization. We have that status. So we try to raise awareness and also money because what we want to do is help families that need this treatment um, so that we can actually help them pay for that through our uh, nonprofit organization. So we, would, we don't get involved with who, who um, they have to go through their doctor's office. And it's kind of like, you know, think of it as an insurance. Um, and then the doctor's office would contact us and we would make the payment to the doctor's office. So we really are trying to raise awareness. I mean, you know, there's a lot of charities, a lot of good charities out there. Um, we're just one more. Uh, and when we can, uh, what we do is uh, in our work, we, we also are real estate investors. And so every project, every, uh, I've written a book, um, we donate part of the proceeds of whatever we do, part of the proceeds goes into our own nonprofit because we feel that strongly about it. And I do get calls. Um, and because of the price tag, you know, we are not able to help everyone Um, that, you know, calls, but at least we can point them to some other resources and that kind of thing. So we're just very um, happy that, I guess we're happy that, not happy that we went through this, the journey, but happy that it had a good path and that, you know, it took so long to get there because TMS has actually been around for a long time. And the fact that we've been going to doctors and you know, we're both very big advocates of your own health and asking questions. So you know, I was kind of shocked. And, and to be honest, when the psychiatrist told us about it, I was like, what is that? Because I didn't know. And so we did our own research about it too because we had never heard about TMS either. Um, but like Brian said, once we went through it, it just, it was just amazing. The transformation in his, and like he said, it's like a lot, like he still is the same person. Um, but he was just lighter and enjoying life and enjoying day-to-day things and enjoying, you know, enjoying life, I think is just the best way to kind of sum that up.
0: I truly admire you for, um, sharing your story just now. Um, I can't imagine the emotional agony um, that you either shared on your website or too vulnerable to discuss because I can't imagine ever having to go through that. I mean, I have had medication and I've dealt with the unfortunate side effects of being off it for a while. So I understand Mm -hmm. the whole medication aspect to what you're describing and it's not necessarily the best option for people. So um I truly admire and just in, in an uproar of your whole overall vision. <laughs> well, and you know, I think it, it took the, in uh, the
1: 2018, um, when Brian had this, um, you know, c- kind of a breakdown, I guess, or whatever. And, um, you know, I used to be a social worker and I just, I just never, ever like encountered anything. And when it's your spouse, first of all, you're you know, I mean, part of me was very upset and worried for him, but also part of me was angry because I was like, why is this happening? Why, you know, we're supposed to be going in. we've raised our family. We're supposed to be in the twilight, not, you know what I mean? Like enjoying like the fruits of our labors. And now we were having to deal with this, you know, and it's just like anybody that has cancer or whatever, but they're at the, t- at that particular point in time, it was like being diagnosed with cancer, but there was no treatment. We didn't know where to go. We didn't know what resources were available. And it felt like we hit a roadblock. You know what I mean? And I was like, oh my gosh, this is going to be how the rest of our life's going to be. And it was a very scary and lonely um, time for both of us. Because when you're hospitalized, I mean, it's not like he can have visitors. Um, You know, it's a total like, I mean, it's a treatment center. That's what it was, right?
2: Yeah, it it was uh, a rehab well, was a, a rehab center, and once I got in there, it was kind of interesting because I, my problems were kind of small compared to some of the people that were in there. Um, in the because you go through you know multi, multiple sessions a day with people ab- about um, you just talk. It's a lot of some of it's talk therapy, but you, these people and their stories. And some of them, why they're there, it's like my problems seem kind of small, but the and it, this is and this is another aspect of it too is that it, 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 there's not always one facet to things. And I would, I would also highly recommend because I talked to my uh, uh, psychiatrist about this is talk therapy is good too, because you have to talk to somebody about your issues, and it may not be your spouse and people may not be able to afford a therapist, but you need an outlet to talk about what is going on. So that, that aspect of it does help as well. But um, it, it was important to let the, some of that darkness out and, and realize that there is, a, there is a place to go from here. Because you don't, it is. You know, people talk about their the bottom, and maybe that's what it was for this depression. You know, people talk, you know, with alcoholism talk about their bottom, but you know, there, there are, this aspect of where I was, um, was frightening for me. Uh, I'm sure it was frightening for Nancy because we, at this point in our lives, we we're looking at, hey, we're coming into the years of where we want to find we had a new chapter to write in our lives and it was just an upheaval of something that we were not familiar with. I mean, I have a psychology degree. She's got a social (laughs) degree. That wasn't (laughs) the
1: chapter we were looking for, and you know, I think it's important to note here is that, you know, I had signed up to do the podcast, but it's really, you know, our journey, Brian's journey, and I'm so proud of him because a lot of men would not get up here and talk about their feelings about it and what they've been through, you know, so the hope is that you know, there's another couple out there or another male or female that can kind of relate to like, oh, okay. You're not, you know, that you go through things in life and, you know, we've, we've had a a, a lot of different chapters and some, most of them are really, really good. Yeah. You know, I've had a few tumbles along the way. I mean, <laughs> yeah. let's get real. We're a blended family <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. um, with five kids. And um, You know, so I'm really proud of Brian because, um, and I will, I'm going to just share a little thing, Dion. I forgot to, um, I didn't forget. I knew we were, had this, but I forgot to tell Brian. I was like, oh, by the way, you know, I scheduled this (laughs) this afternoon. So hopefully, and he's like, yeah, he would. So that's just what I mean. He's very open about sharing. And we've actually been able to talk to other couples um, to at least, you know, we don't have all the answers. We're not psychologists. We're just saying, Hey, this is what we went through. Here's how it helped us. And so we've actually been, um, you know, people have reached out to us to just, you know, it's just good to know that there's somebody else out there that's going, that can understand and empathize with what you're going through.
2: Well, and I want to add this too, um, for, for men's health and men's well-being, you know, yeah. I, a lot of guys out there is, I, I used to say, you know, I'm okay, leave me alone, I'm, I'll, I'll be fine. But it's very important for men to take care of their health you know, they're always busy, you know, providing for the family and doing this. And and, then I don't know what, you know, chip they have on their shoulder or what what it is about not going to the doctor or not taking care of themselves. But I will tell them this. Go get your checkups and check your vitamin D and testosterone. Testosterone is very important in your well-being and you may have low testosterone and you don't know it. And so is vitamin D very important in your well-being and your immune system so there are other factors going on that might be playing into the depression that you may not be getting in, in in your diet or in in your you know in your the supplements that are in your body so be kind to yourself
1: yeah so i think that's important too because I, you know it's not just about this one treatment but it's kind of a Uh, not holistic, but so, you know, you still have to get good sleep and you have to, you know, have stress reducers and you have to play time, you know, you have to have joy in your life. Um, But if you always feel, so at least TMS was able to help Brian get to that level where he could enjoy. And then, and then in turn, since he was enjoying life a little more, that helped reduce his stress. And then, you know, he was probably more open to like, okay, well, this feels pretty good. I'm going to keep on doing what I'm doing. So that's that's so that's what our hope is, is that people hear our story, um, that they can relate to it. And if they know somebody or if they would like to support us in our cause to make a donation at mapofhope.org. So and we yeah. just appreciate you, Dion, for having us uh, speak to your audience to help get the word out even more.
0: Yeah. <laughs> no problem. Um Considering your organization and the really unfortunate season we are in with the pandemic, um, has that helped um, your organization? No, I I wouldn't say, you know, or benefited others in some way. um, So I think our
1: our speaking about it, I will say donations have been down, you know, because we're not able to really do events or anything like that. But what we have seen is that there's more people who are in need. Like all you have to do is look at your Facebook feed. Um, I have a very good friend who her son, you know, uh, suffers from, you know, chronic depression. And uh, you've hear I heard about the, the other day about somebody who committed suicide. I mean, suicides are up during this past year. So I think that uh, a positive from the pandemic is that people are talking more about mental health and mental health illness. And there's the shame is being lifted because I still think there's a lot of shame around, oh my gosh, I, I, there's something wrong with me. You know, why can't I feel happy? Why can't I? And I think that, being isolated is not good for people you know i mean i know we had to but there are people that are isolated and and an, oh. and another
2: thing i want to say is people and they, they feel like i shouldn't feel this way and there was a contributing factor in 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 i'll call it my breakdown is that there were, i was going through the company i was working for we were going through a significant transition and in my job there wasn't a lot of work i literally went into work and Pretty much sat there for a number of hours with very little to do, and I'd ask my boss, "What? What do you have for me?" He goes, "Nothing. We have no projects for you to work on. You got to find something to do." And he would be like, "And I did this for weeks. People without purpose are in trouble. You have to. Human beings have to have a purpose. To do. To they. They need that, and they need socialization with people." It's very important to their lives and where they find that purpose, whether it's volunteering, whatever it is. So for me, that had a lot. I was I've been working since I was 12, 13 years old. So not to have a, a purpose, a job, something that brings you satisfaction was very, very difficult for me. And that was just one of the contributing factors. So people that are out there, that might be something for them as well. I can't speak for everybody, but there is that sense of purpose in your life that if it's not being fulfilled, it causes some anxiety. In, in,
1: and then that can and that can
2: Yeah, and that can contribute to so it as well. I
1: think back to your original question is that, yes, I think the twofold, the pandemic has kind of made people feel more isolated. There's some fear, you know, we're scared. We don't know what's going to happen. I mean, it's getting better, right? we're We're seeing some changes, so that's good. But then, you know, people lost their businesses. It was just a different kind of environment and we nobody had really experienced this before. And then on but the same token then, you know, so it's and it's hard for us to go out and like try to solicit this money when you know, there's so many people out of work and you know what I mean? It's like, well, yes, um, you know what I mean? And we did have a couple families call us. And unfortunately, we just didn't have the funds to help them. Um, but we're hoping now with, you know, things getting back to a little bit more of a, a new normal, um, that we're able to start kind of uh, ramping up our um, funding again, or, you know, our, uh, what do you call it, fundraising, um, and doing awareness by things yeah. like this and that kind of thing. So, because when sure. we would go networking, we try to tell everybody about it, right? <laughs> so, and you couldn't, I couldn't do that anymore. So, <laughs>
0: Right. And even though this um, pandemic season has been difficult for every single person um, in the world right now, it has shed some light on many topics that have been overlooked, especially mm-hmm. um, when it comes to mental health and people are addressing it more and talking about it more and not hiding it because yes. it, it needs to be addressed. Um, It's also mental health awareness month this month. Um, I didn't know that was an actual month. So that just further emphasized that. And this is so it's so perfect (laughs) for us to be talking about this, right? We're raising, that was, that's one of our goals
1: is to raise awareness because TMS can actually be, um, it it is used for chronic depression, Um, also be used for other forms of um, mental illness. Um, they would just need to talk to their doctor but there's when you do the research on it but we know it works for chronic depression so we don't really talk about any other mental illness because we a you know we're not doctors or we just know what it did for Brian and his his chronic depression but it does actually help with other um, mental health um, diseases so and I think that's what people have to remember I think You are not, it's a disease. It's not who you are. It's just a part of who you are, right? But it doesn't have to define you. Um, And, you know, be like us. Don't give up until you find that thing. And sometimes you have to say no to the doctor you're going to, because that, I mean, at one point I just said, you know what, this doctor is, he just keeps prescribing Brian pills. And that's what got him into the position It's like, okay, well, let's just fix it with another pill or let's fix it, you know, and you can't just... Your body can't, it's like poison to your body, right? And if the medicines interact and don't interact, you know, then, you know, you have what happened to Brian back in 2018,
0: so. Right, again, I'm very much enjoying this conversation and I'm like emotional hearing your story, but you're using your story to raise, raise awareness and to help others who are definitely are going through the exact same thing.
1: Mm-hmm, hmm
0: so, well, and again, thank right. you for letting us share our story. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, we really, we really appreciate it. you know, it. we're yes. a little on the older side, but you know what? Mental health can affect anybody, any age. It doesn't matter. You know, it, it doesn't discriminate against anything. You know what I mean? It just, and so I think the bottom line is, is just don't be afraid to ask for help. And if you yeah. got told by somebody that they can't help you, they can then just keep asking, keep asking until you find your own light.
2: Yeah. I think one of the things that's alarming to me is that there are so many young people because of what's going on with the pandemic. And I mean, I know there's social media, but to me, um, social media isn't very social sometimes. And people need that face-to-face. They need that converse to have those conversations with their friends. And what, what's happening to some young people nowadays with this, this shutting things down, um, I, I, I don't like the isolation that's happening in society and I think I would rather see people spend time together and laughing. I I, I think it's, it's being lost. I think it's important that we open up and, and people talk about their feelings and not over a, a text.
0: Absolutely. So I do have an icebreaker question. Um, Okay, stay it honest. (laughs) You both can answer it or have it be a group answer. This is like the first interview where I've interviewed two people on the same Zoom call. So this is pretty interesting. (laughs) So the question is, if you could have any superpower that is not flying or teleporting, many people opt for picking teleporting because i tell them they can't pick flying but it's the exact same thing if you could have any power that's not flying or teleporting what would it be
1: i know what mine would be do you know what yours would be
2: (laughs) i have no idea um, he
1: would be a super brain. Cause he's so, he he's Mr. Brain. Right? I'm very, brain I'm very head.
2: analytical. He, yeah, <laughs> he,
1: he'll, he'll tell me things. I was like, okay, just get to the like, <laughs> overall, but I would pick being invisible. Okay. You know, so, because, um, I kind of like to, I don't know. And then you could like find out stuff, but I'd like to go in places and, um, I don't know. I've been accused of being nosy, I guess, but, <laughs> but, you know, I think it would be fun to be invisible and just see, you know, what, um, cause I can't, cause the, I would pick flying. Cause I think that would be kind of cool. Um, and I, I think invisible would be invisible.
0: yeah. Cause
1: then you wouldn't have to worry about your makeup and hair. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> you could just go and, you know, and then you could like, Or the other thing would be where I would have like a magic shield and I wouldn't, I could just be wearing my jammies, but what everybody else would see would be me all made up. (laughs) So that's my answer. So
0: (laughs) that's a wonderful answer. The first thing that came to mind with invisibility would not be the fact that I can wear my jammies and no makeup or project an alternate version of myself when in reality I'm really just wearing pajamas right yeah (laughs) I don't have to worry about did I like comb
1: my hair you know because I I did a thing one time for uh, a group I'm in about just how to do a zoom call and I was like oh my gosh the hardest thing about doing a zoom call is getting ready to do
0: the zoom call (laughs) Oh, I couldn't agree more. Um so I mean, you have
1: to test your microphones. am <laughs> I like, can you hear me? Are all systems
2: you, working? Yeah, are
0: all systems go. Uh, so invisibility, super brain. Okay. Um the power I would pick, it's not exactly a power yet, but I feel like it would be one in the future would be the power for this podcast to be heard across other galaxies that have yet to be discovered. Okay, there you go. But then you would have to make
1: sure it had a translator for the different <laughs> languages that it might have, right? Like yeah. it would intuitively know when it goes off to the far, far away that they speak some kind of language.
2: <laughs> and I, and let's hope there's intelligent beings out there, right? And I
1: could be invisible <laughs> and I could go check it out for you and report back. <laughs> yes I tell you what we'll help you make that dream a reality you share the link with us and we'll put it out to (laughs) our galaxy of social media
0: (laughs) that's a far far
2: (laughs) that's far far away
0: Absolutely. Um, Nancy, um, Brian, this has been a wonderful, wonderful conversation. And we can keep it going from now to Timbuktu or invisibility reaches other galaxies, but (laughs) we're at the end of this awesome conversation. Um, Do you have any um, social plugins where people can find your organization's website? And if you could reaffirm what it's called, that would be great.
1: Okay, so uh, my website, our, our website is mapofhope map Sorry, I think I said <laughs> org earlier, but it is Got dot net. Map. And then if you just Google Nancy Wallace Lobs, that's W A L L A C E L A A B as in boy, S S and Sam. You can find me on Instagram, Facebook. That about covers it. Social yeah. media. Yeah. So, um, but if you have any questions, and then I, you can email me uh, through the website as well. You can c- get in contact and then sign up for our newsletter. Um, it's not real consistent right now with the, <laughs> but we do have a newsletter, <laughs> <laughs> and then we can let you know. But we are planning an event for uh, the uh, third quarter of 2021 we're just kind of waiting to get all the confirmation of who's going to be up and what
0: we can serve and that kind of thing so awesome thank you again Nancy and Brian for thank you sharing Nancy. your story and willing to share it on my podcast it was a real real honor thank you much thank you for the invite we appreciate it
2: thank you for your time we really appreciate it
0: awesome to all my listeners stay healthy stay safe and until next time. Bye. 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 Hello, everyone. It is your Heart Warrior Dion here. I hope you enjoyed the latest episode of Words of Heart. If you liked this episode and would like to leave a rating slash review, please do not hesitate to do so. You can leave the review slash rating on Apple Podcasts, or pod chaser in addition if you would like to let me know right away your thoughts on this episode you are also welcome to leave a voice message right here on the anchor app i hope you enjoyed this episode and have a wonderful day